Hello, podcast listeners. We know podcasts are a great way to catch up on a program that you may have missed on KSJE, and it's provided as a free service of this radio station. But you know, KSJE is now listener-supported, and so while you enjoy this podcast, we hope that you'll also take some time to join KSJE. Become a member today. It's quite easy to do. Just go to our website at ksje.com support and pick the level of support that best matches your budget. Thanks again for listening. Here's your podcast. Twelve minutes past eight o'clock. It is Tuesday morning, the seventh day of February, twenty twenty-three. Good morning, everybody. I'm Scott Micklin, and thank you for tuning in to KSJE ninety point nine FM. Of course, over the air here in San Juan County, New Mexico, one hundred three point three FM over the air in Durango, Colorado, and streaming everywhere else on the planet from our website ksje.com. We also want to welcome our viewers who are joining us this morning because, as you know. KSJE is a community-supported visual radio station. So the video of this morning's program is streaming out live to the KSJE Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Twitter account. So good morning, everyone. We're glad that you are all with us this morning. Coming up in the next few moments, it is our monthly commitment to CHIC, the Community Health Improvement Council of San Juan County. And this morning, we'll be talking about a special training that is taking place on Friday here in Farmington. We'll get more details about that and uh, more of the efforts to fight the opioid addiction here in San Juan County as well as the rest of New Mexico. That's our important conversations coming up in the next few moments right here on KSJE. Later on this morning, we'll be checking in with Amber Francisco, of course, as we do on Tuesdays at the Farmington Regional Animal Shelter. She'll be telling us about some of the pets who are available for adoption this week, including that good-looking dog on the screen right there whose name is Loverboy at the shelter. We'll hear more about him later on this hour, 8.50 a.m. here on KSJE on air and online. Then, of course, next hour, Mick Hess is going to take us roving with the arts, our classical music program. Today, Mick is featuring music from Beethoven. And we want to remind you that you can also connect with us on our Instagram page in addition to Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. And if you're a podcast person... You can subscribe for free to KSJE Podcasts or wherever you are already probably listening to podcasts, places like Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts and Pandora. So just uh, subscribe and take us along and maybe discover a, a new local program that you may have missed uh, recently. Outside our studios here at San Juan College, already a sunny morning today, 23 degrees at the moment. We're expecting mostly sunny skies today after some morning clouds. Today's high in Farmington reaching about 45 degrees, 20 with clear skies overnight tonight. Mostly sunny skies for the rest of the week with a high of 48 tomorrow, 41 on Thursday 
Thursday and 46 on Friday with clear skies overnight with lows in the uh, mid-20s to the upper teens, as you see there on Thursday night, maybe some clouds on Saturday. Next storm system moving in maybe on Monday, it looks like, at the beginning of next week, so we'll keep an eye on that. Let me turn to my guest this morning who is joining us from Ideal Options. Athena Huckabee is back with us. We haven't talked to her in a little bit of time, but it's great to have her with us. She is joining us remotely this morning, and there she is. Athena, I think you're muted, but it looks like you are ready to go, so good morning, and thank you for joining me again. Good to have you. And uh, you are involved, as we mentioned, with uh, Ideal Options, pardon me, with a special training that's taking place on, on Friday that you want to let folks know about. And this is all about um, some of the efforts to fight opioid addictions here in New Mexico and certainly in San Juan County. And so give us some of the details on, on what you have planned working in concert, I think, with the San Juan County Partnership. Yes, so um, along with the San Juan County Partnership, we're going to be doing a Narcan training. Um, Narcan, otherwise known as naloxone, is the opiate overdose reversal drug. So that is the drug that um, can help to reverse an opiate overdose if someone is already having one. Um, it's free and widely available in the community, but I don't think as many people in San Juan County are aware of it, or maybe they're aware of it, but not aware that there's a free supply that's accessible for people. So yes, we're doing that training. That's gonna be at the San Juan County Partnership offices. So at 1515 East 20th Street, Suite B in Farmington, that'll be taking place from noon to two. Um, we do require an RSVP and we actually already have a waiting list. There oh, wow. were, yeah, there, were, there was a lot of interest in the community. So we're going to be planning another one here shortly, probably within the next month. Gotcha. Well, that's exciting news. I'm glad to see the community responding because this is so very important to get the word out about um, the benefits of uh, Narcan or uh, naloxone and uh, be able to be trained on this and just how, gosh, really um, life-changing it is, right, for someone who is suffering from an overdose. Because it's my understanding that um, certainly if you're having an opioid uh, overdose, it, it can help reverse that. But if it's something else, it, it doesn't cause any, any harm, right, if you're just trying to wonder what's going on with the person, correct? That's exactly true. So um, if you give someone that's not experiencing, it's... <laughs> Give someone that's not experiencing an opiate overdose, if you respond to them with Narcan, it doesn't do anything harmful. It's actually safer than aspirin. That's one of the reasons it's so widely available without a prescription. Um, meaning that um, it's so it's a little complicated, right? It yeah. technically is a prescription only drug, but you can access it through the state standing order. So the state epidemiologist has written a prescription for essentially everyone in New Mexico. And one of the reasons that they feel safe to do so is because it's very, very safe. You can give it to toddlers, you can give it to children, you can give it to pets, the elderly, right? So if you have any reason to suspect, for example, that your toddler perhaps got into your opiate painkiller medication, it's safe to respond with naloxone if you have it. Right. And the other thing yeah. I found interesting, too, in the information that you sent over was um, that this can also be used with, um, with fentanyl cases, right? Yes. There's this sort of... Um, I guess it's like a myth that goes around that um, Narcan doesn't work on fentanyl. Um, and I've even heard in certain counties that people 
have had someone with them that they know is experiencing an opiate overdose, but because the overdose is caused by fentanyl, they don't believe that the Narcan will work and so they don't administer it. So, um, you know, number one, I would say always administer your Narcan. There's, you know, even if it's expired, you know, you're not sure if, if you believe somebody's having an opiate overdose, absolutely respond with that. But yes, it, it absolutely works on fentanyl. So there's this sort of, you know, idea that there's these Narcan resistant opiates, um, and that's just not the case. Good to know. Very good to know. And so you've got some stats a little bit from San Juan County to share with us this morning about just how um, what problematic this, this is in the, in the area, this addiction. And so what, what did you find out? Yeah, so um, I perused the um, New Mexico State Epidemiology website, um, and it's got all of these statistics for all of the different counties. Um, in San Juan County in 2021, 39 people died from an opioid overdose in the county. Um, that puts the rate at San Juan County at about 35 per 100,000 people. So. Um, that rate is similar to other some other counties around the state like it's not it's not the worst it's not the best it's it's similar to Donia Anna County Torrance County Otero County um, but I think that what was really important is that in looking this up um, in 2017 the death rate in San Juan County was 21 per hundred thousand hmm. so you know we've increased significantly up to 35 um, right. and then you know that translates into you know, in numbers, 39 people just last year. Sure. And so um, <clears throat> obviously, uh, thank you for getting those stats for us and sharing those with us as as well. But it's something that it's infecting the whole state, correct? I mean, this is, there's a problem in every county, I would, I would say, or probably most every county in New Mexico with this, isn't there? Yes, New Mexico is number 11th right now, I believe, in opiate overdose mortality in the country. So um, yes, it's a problem in the whole state for sure. Got you. And Ideal Options is certainly working to uh, to get the word out about Narcan and, and what can be done with trainings like this. You're doing this in, in other communities too, or is, is San Juan County your, your first? Well, um, San Juan County is the first that I'm partnering with on this initiative. Um, Ideal Option has 80 clinics in 10 states, so we're located in a lot of places, and I'm the main community outreach person in New Mexico. Um, so this is the first partnership that I'm doing for the Narcan training in New Mexico. But I was actually a Narcan trainer for many years before this and did trainings for the Behavioral Health Services Division and also for Donia Anna County. So I'm really well versed in Narcan and very familiar with how people go about accessing it and also am certified in the trainings. Gotcha. And you'll be here on Friday for, uh, for our training? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Really looking forward to it. Okay, very, very good. And now talk to me a little bit about the people that have signed up maybe or the folks who are on the waiting list or others who are thinking about what we're talking about this morning and wondering if they should be trained on this. I mean, who who should be, be trained? And I think the short answer is probably everybody. Um, <laughs> but how can you tell maybe if, if someone in your circle, in your orbit is maybe suffering from a problem or, or what have you? Can you give us any advice? Yeah, so I mean, I would definitely say that anybody that has a friend or a family member that takes opioid painkillers for pain should definitely be trained just in case. You know, we recommend that those pills be locked up, but there's never a guarantee that children or other individuals might not come into contact with those medications, right? Um, you know, it can also be an issue 
I think we forget that a lot of people in New Mexico do still overdose on prescription medication. This isn't just, you know, a, a substance abuse problem, right? right. Um, you know, so that's really important to know. I, I really try to eradicate the stigma around naloxone. Really, everybody should have it, as you say. But certainly anybody dealing with any population that has substance use disorders, we recommend people, you know, um, just the public too. I mean, it should really be available in every first aid kit. So think about grocery stores, bars, um, you know, really anywhere that you encounter the public, there should be some naloxone available just in case, because you never know. Um, what we're really uh, focusing on though, and we got a lot of response, um, we want to have other organizations in the community that are also doing these trainings and distributing the Narcan. So things like um, the public defender's office, um, behavioral health agencies that have IOPs or other treatment clinics, um, the methadone clinic in town, all of these places can be distributing Narcan and training people in how to use it. Got you. So kind of like the train the trainer type of an event, right? To get the word out and, and keep the kind of progression going throughout the community? Exactly. Yeah. Got you. And the training, it, it seems to me that, and I haven't, I haven't done it, so I can't be, tell you for sure, but it seems like um, being able to administer Narcan is somewhat straightforward, right? Is I mean, how much, how, how difficult is, is the training? I can see maybe folks being a little hesitant because it's, it seems like almost a medical procedure, but it's probably not. And, and so is it fairly straightforward? Yes. So, um, you know, there are directions right on the box. There's a little flap that opens. Basically, you just put the Narcan into the person's nose and pull the plunger. It's very easy to administer. Um, I think that Narcan training can be as complicated or simple as we want it to be. We can do targeted trainings with individuals that just take 10 or 15 minutes. They go over you know, how to administer the Narcan, um, how to check for signs of an opiate overdose, what that looks like. Uh, spoiler, it looks like the person not being able to breathe very well, and they may be turning blue um, from that lack of oxygen. They may sound like they're snoring um, and they're unconscious and unresponsive. So that's what it looks like. Uh, that's the short form of what we tell people. But we train them how to recognize an opioid overdose and how to respond. Um, then we can get into, you know, all the background and the statistics and how this became available. Um, we like to teach people about the Good Samaritan law. That's the law that protects people that administer Narcan and also protects people um, from drug charges if they call 911 on someone that's overdosing. So, you know, let's say we have some people that are using substances together and one of them overdoses, then Good Samaritan law would protect the people that are calling from being prosecuted for drug charges. So um, they might take your drugs, but you know, they're, they're not gonna prosecute you or arrest you. So, you know, and that's a safety concern, right? We don't want people just leaving their friend that's overdosed because they're worried about catching charges. Right, right, really important stuff. And, uh, and, and it sounds like to me too, that obviously if the, if the symptoms are someone turning blue or not breathing, if they don't get some type of medical attention right away um, through the Narcan or, or something else, then, then an EMT response has got to be pretty quick or else things could go from bad to very, very worse very quickly. Yes, that's absolutely true. And that's one of the reasons we really emphasize the public having Narcan because every second is important. Um, you know, if we live in the city and EMS response is three or four minutes and we could have responded in one minute, it's still better us for us to respond sooner. I know so much of our community is rural, you know, so 
EMS might not be able to get there for 15 or 20 minutes. And if my grandma has been laying on the floor, not breathing for 15 or 20 minutes, right? I, that's really a tragedy, you know? And so I want to have that Narcan available to respond to a friend or a family member. Right. Very true. Very true. My guest this morning, Athena Huckabee is with me. She is the community outreach coordinator with uh, Ideal Option. And she will be here on Friday taking part in this community training about uh, Narcan and naloxone and they are it's happening uh, noon to 2 p.m at the salmon county partnership uh, as athena has mentioned to us this event seems to be um, already full and there's a waiting list and probably a lot of plans in the works now for a subsequent training um in the community because of the demand and i guess that's a good that's a good problem to have a great thing to see um that the word is getting out about um narcan and what it can do and it really seems to be this miracle um, drug, for lack of a better term, just because it can so quickly kind of reverse some of the effects of these overdoses, correct? It seems like a miracle to me sometimes, yes. You know, people that would have died, yeah. you know, that we can we can bring back and give them another opportunity. It's pretty great. Right. <laughs> And so obviously we're seeing more of this available with, with police, like first responders and EMTs and things along that line, right? We're trying to get this, just uh, the Narcan into these emergency responders, right? So they have it when they arrive at the scene of these things. Yeah. And um, EMTs have pretty much always had Narcan since it's been available, um, you know, because they're administering drugs and, you know, sure. um, they usually have the injectable version um, rather than the nasal version, the nasal, nasal version sort of works better for the public, um, you know, but EMTs can arrive and even start a Narcan IV if that's needed. Um, there is a state law that um, requires all law enforcement in the state of New Mexico to carry Narcan. Um, that law was passed without any funding. So, um, you know, there were a lot of grants and partnerships that were made to make sure that law enforcement had that accessible to them. So pretty much all of the law enforcement in the state is carrying Narcan at this point. And actually, I mean, they're one of the huge lifesavers. There's lots of Narcan response from um, from police, which is incredible to see. Right. And for the rest of us, though, you're saying that there is uh, Narcan available um, to state residents, right? Free, free of charge or to reduced um, price? Absolutely free of charge. And there's a few different ways to access it. So you could reach out to the San Juan County Partnership. Um, you can get it through Department of Health. They will give a 10, 15 minute Narcan training at their offices and offer a box of Narcan. Um, it's covered under Medicaid 100% with no copay. So um, often, and it's also state law that anybody that's prescribed an opioid has to be offered that co-prescription of the naloxone. Not everybody takes it, but it is available. Um, you know, most commercial insurance pays for it, but if people find that they have a, a big copay or something, they could certainly reach out to Department of Health or San Juan County Partnership. Okay. And we are using the terms um, Narcan and uh, help me naloxone. With Thank yeah. you. Naloxone. I should have that pronunciation down kind of interchangeably because it is kind of the same drug. One is the more um, commercial name for the drug and the other is the, the generic version. Is that, is that why we're going back and forth? Yes, that's correct. Um, I, I tend to just go back and forth, but you're absolutely right. Naloxone is the generic version. Um, that's available in a few different formulations, um, including an injectable formulation. And then Narcan is specifically the nasal formulation that comes already in the box and in the dispenser that we're mostly distributing in the community. We also have injectable Narcan available for people that feel comfortable with that. I often give that to like medical students, nurses, um, you know, anybody that doesn't 
doesn't feel uncomfortable with a needle. Um, it's it's actually a much cheaper formulation. Uh, the nasal formulation uh, retails for about $70 for a box of two, and the um, the uh, injectable is about half that price. I see. Got you. And again, you're recommending that uh, that everyone really should maybe have this uh, in a first aid kit, whether maybe in your car or at, at home, I suppose, especially if you have someone in your family that is on prescription painkiller medication, opioids and things along that line. Right? And they should be offered it anyway, right? But just in case, you should have it available. Well, I mean, I think the important thing to know is that you can't Narcan yourself. Yeah. Right. So if somebody right. has a prescription for opiates, it's really important that their friends and family know where the Narcan is kept and how to use it, because you can't respond to yourself in an overdose. Um, and yes, I think everybody should have it. I just have a little a little pouch in my purse. It's like a little pencil case that I bought off Amazon and I just carry it with me all the time. Gotcha. Doesn't take up a lot of room is what you're telling nope. us. So. Yeah, it doesn't take up a lot of room, really easy, very stable. I wouldn't recommend keeping it in your car, um, you know, just because it can degrade in the heat. But gotcha. um, I did hear of a, a law enforcement officer that had some in his dashboard that had been there for a couple of years. He ran into an overdose event. He responded with that Narcan and it worked. Oh. So, you know, not advocating to keep it in your car, but, you know, better than no Narcan. I right. I suppose that's very that's very true. Well. Good to, good to know. And again, so this training is coming up uh, on Friday. It is, uh, it is full. There is a, there's a waiting list. So kudos to you and the San Juan County Partnership for bringing this to the, uh, to the community. And the plans are in the works to do, to do more of this um, and, and train some of the trainers, right? Have folks from these various agencies maybe to take this training back to their um, employees and, and others to kind of get the word out and, and help people feel more confident, I guess, about being able to respond in, in these overdose types of situations. Yes, it's important that agencies know that these train the trainer trainings are available, that free Narcan is available, that it's great to distribute it to the population that you're seeing, and that, you know, hopefully we can really move the needle on this uh, overdose death rate. Right. And uh, Athena Huckabee, before we run out of time, I wanted to just visit a bit about Ideal Option and the work that you are doing here in, in San Juan County. Um, the organization opened just a a few years ago, it seems to me, but please correct me if I'm wrong, and talk about some of the things that you're able to offer to the community. No, you're right. We opened in 2020, so I guess it's been about three years now. Um, we're located on San Juan Boulevard, 2014 San Juan Boulevard. Um, we're a uh, drug treatment clinic, and we're an outpatient clinic. We see people immediately. We never run a wait list. We take Medicaid, we take Medicare, we take most primary, you know, most commercial insurance. Um, we see people for what's called medication-assisted treatment for substance use disorders. So um, we do, for example, buprenorphine or Suboxone for opiate use disorders. Um, we also do naltrexone, which is a drug that's used sometimes for opiates as well as alcohol. And we'll still see people for really any substance that they're struggling with. So alcohol, opiates, methamphetamine, kratom, cannabis. If, if you feel like even nicotine, right? If there's something that you would like to stop using, we're happy to help you stop using it. Very good. Well, a lot of a lot of services, it sounds like, and more resources for the community here in, in San Juan County from uh, Ideal Options. So, so thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for the work that you are doing to uh, make our community healthier and with uh, working with Chick and the San Juan County Partnership and for being with me this morning. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on again, Scott. It's always a pleasure to be here. You bet, Athena. Thank you very much. That's Athena Huckabee, Community Outreach Coordinator with Ideal Option, my guest here on KSJE. 
KSJE and San Juan College present the Student Success Coaching Tip of the Week. Hello, this is Emin Chi bringing you week four of Coaching Tips of the Week. This week is resources. There are many resources available on our college campus, both physically and online. Be sure to know these valuable resources if you are unsure of their availability. Do an online search using your college website. If you cannot find the resources on your own, be sure to contact the Student Achievement Center in room 1604. Resources can be found in the following areas, Library Services, Native American Center, Herencia and Latina Center, the Student Achievement Center, the Career Center, Trio Center, Slash Edge, Tutoring Center, the Veteran Center, Financial Aid Office, Advising, the Counseling Center, Disability Services, Business Office, and the Dean of Students and more. The Student Success Coaching Tip of the Week, presented by KSJE and the Student Achievement Center at San Juan College. KSJE is supported by the Farmington Civic Center, presenting Our Planet live in concert on Saturday, February 11th at 7.30 p.m. Combining HD cinematography with all new orchestrations by Oscar-winning composer Stephen Price, performed by a live onstage orchestra. A journey of discovery featuring narration by legendary broadcaster David Attenborough. Find out more at fmtn.org shows. Our Planet, live in concert, Saturday, February 11th at 7.30 p.m. Did you enjoy that podcast? We hope that you did. And if you did, share it with your friends. And if you really want to keep podcasts like this coming, please support KSJE. You can do it easily online at ksje.com.